Well, good morning, church family. I am so glad you're here on this, this Sunday morning when we got to roll our clocks back. So is everybody rested this morning? Amen? Yeah, and so that means that you're really, really wide awake and you're ready to lean in and just really dive into the subject that we're going to be talking about today, right? <laughs> I love it right here that y'all are with me. Uh, it's really important that you're really, really with me and really, really awake because we're talking about breaking free and you're gonna love this subject. You ready? We're gonna talk about breaking free from hypocrisy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty exciting, right? Okay, now, when, when I mention the word hypocrisy, let's just all agree up front. Now, I want a little bit of feedback here. Make sure we're all on the same page. We all agree that hypocrisy is bad, right? We can all agree. Hypocrisy, bad, yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it comes from a, a, a word that means literally an actor on a stage. And so in the first century, it was somebody that would wear a mask. Uh, keep in mind, it was before movies, and so they're, they're, they're not doing movies. They're, they're acting on a stage. And to portray different characters, they would wear a mask or even hold a mask up in front of their face to portray a different character. And so a hypocrite is just someone who wears a mask pretending to be something or someone that they are not. Now, we all see hypocrisy on a daily basis, right? Just look around you and you can see examples of hypocrisy. The friend who smiles to your face and then when you're not around stabs you in the back, right? And that's an example of it. But also, let's bring it closer to home. Everyone who has ever said or thought, do as I say and not as I do. In other words, I'm gonna say one thing, but I'm admitting right up front, I'm not gonna do it, so just pay attention to what I say, not to what I do. That's pretty hypocritical, right? That's terrible. Come on now, work with me here. That's kind of hypocritical, right? Yeah, and so this morning, here's the thing, is, is I hadn't even started preaching yet, so you can't start daydreaming yet, okay? We're still just trying to set up, you know, where we're going in this message, okay? So, so hang with me here for a second. This morning, instead of becoming Inspector Clouseau and trying to identify the hypocrite in the room and hoping that they're listening, what I want you to do is use this as an opportunity to hold up a mirror in front of your face. And everything we say about hypocrisy, I just want you to be praying, God, will you reveal to me where I personally struggle with hypocrisy as well? Because the truth is none of us are immune to just slipping on a mask and playing a certain role when we have a certain audience and then kind of dropping the mask and just embracing more of who we are. But actually, actually, that statement that I just said is not true. Because if you are in Christ, do you realize that that means you are someone that God chose? God chose you before you chose him. And that means God chose to make you holy. If you have come to the place that you said, Jesus, I repent of my sins. I believe you're the savior and I confess you as my Lord. I'll follow you. Do you realize that Jesus Christ has already made you holy? He's clothed you in the righteousness of Jesus Christ and he's made you a priest. A priest is not just something you do. He has made you one who stands between God 
and every other person you encounter. And, and he says, I've made you in such a way that your very life and your very words will just nudge others closer to Jesus. So the reality is we don't drop our mask and become who we are. The reality is it's so much easier to just put on a mask and pretend we are who God has created us to be, called us to be, and made us to be. And then it's just so much more convenient. It's so easy to say, I don't wanna do the hard work of, of being a person who is living a holy life and living as a priest. And, and I don't want to, to, to have to confess my sin daily. I don't wanna have to live this crucified life where I pray daily, not my will, but your will be done. And so when we're at church, we just put on a mask because it's so much easier. And then when we're everywhere else, we just kind of embrace who we're not. And that is we embrace a life where we're not having to crucify the flesh, confess our sin, or ask Jesus Christ to empower us by his spirit to live out of who we are. So this morning, I'm gonna ask you, don't, don't become Inspector Clouseau. Hold up the mirror. Students, think about it. It, it. It's so easy to just come to church and put on a mask and pretend, man, I'm walking with Jesus, I got it together with Jesus. But then to kind of drop the mask a little bit when you're at home, right? And then drop the mask when you're at school with your friends, and then drop the mask even more when you're hanging out with those you're closest to. But this is not limited to students, guys. Isn't it easy to do the same thing? They come to church and we put on a mask and man, this is, I'm a godly husband, I'm a godly dad, I'm a godly business person. But then we kind of, it's so easy to just drop the mask. When we get to the office or when we get home or when we're out of town on a business trip or when we're just hanging out with our best buds playing golf. Ladies, same, same, right? It's easy to wear a mask in one audience and then just kind of drop the mask when we are around other people. Same thing if you are a single adult, right? It's easy to wear a mask on your dating profile. It's easy to wear a mask on the first couple of dates. And then it's easy when you're at home alone to just kind of drop the mask. After you've been dating a while, drop the mask. When you're hanging out with your best buds, drop the mask. So this morning... I hadn't even started preaching yet. I'm just saying, hey, could we all just embrace this message not as a Inspector Clouseau, but could we hold up the mirror and just say, God, show me where I am settling for a mask instead of embracing who you've made me to be? And then God, would you give me the power through your spirit to break free from this hypocrisy? See, the reality is, uh, Jesus hit hypocrisy pretty, pretty hard, pretty straight on. In Matthew chapter 23, and I'm gonna read the first 15 verses. It's a longer passage, so I'm gonna read quickly. But, but I still wanna ask you, would you just stand? And in standing, 
you're just, you're just joining me in honoring God and his word, and you're saying, God, speak. Your servant listens. Teach me, show me, let me hear what you want to say about the masks that I wear. Matthew 23, then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. So do, uh, sit on Moses' seat. So do and observe whatever they tell you. You watch, listen to what they say, but not the works they do. Listen to what they say. Don't, don't watch what they do. For they preach, but they do not practice. What is a hypocrite? It's when we settle for wearing a mask, settle for talking a good game, but not living holy lives. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear and lay them on people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. They do all their deeds to be seen by others. What's a hypocrite? What's hypocritical? How do we know where we're wearing the mask in our own life? It's all the stuff we do to be seen by others, to impress others and not God. It's playing to the wrong audience. For they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. And they love the place of honor at feasts and the best seats in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplaces and being called rabbi by others. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all brothers. And call no man your father on earth, for you have one father who is in heaven. Neither be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Christ. The greatest among you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. What is a hypocrite? Where are we wearing the mask? It's all those places where we're looking for the applause of others and not the applause of heaven. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Jesus, by my count, uses hypocrites six times in this passage. For you shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. What's the danger of just living with hypocrisy? What's the danger of you saying today, I don't really wanna be set free from my mask. I like my mask, Gary. The problem is you will be slamming the door to heaven in people's faces. The people who are looking to you saying, can you show me the door? They shut the door, the kingdom of heaven in people's faces for you neither enter yourselves nor allow those who would enter to go in. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you travel across sea and land to make one single proselyte. And when he becomes a proselyte, you make him twice as much a child of hell as yourself. Will you stand and pray with me and then we'll dive in. Lord Jesus, today, would you just show us where we're wearing the mask? And then, Lord Jesus, we're, we're just saying up front, we're praying up front, Lord, would you set us free from wearing the mask and call us to live out of who we are, to live as the priests that we are, to live as the 5G disciples that we are. Lord Jesus, 
stir something inside of us that becomes deeply dissatisfied this morning with our mask. We pray it in Jesus' name, amen. So what is hypocrisy? Jesus tells us, right? He says, hypocrisy is when we're all talk and no action. Did you catch the part? And the scribes and the Pharisees, it says, what do they do? For they preach, but they do not practice. They're all talk and no action. Scribes and Pharisees, scribes copied scripture. You gotta understand now, copying scripture. Don't let that go in one ear and out the other. Any of y'all ever heard of the Gutenberg Press? Students, have y'all heard about it? Do we still say that in school? All right, like in the 1400s. Before that, there's no copying machine. Machines. You didn't have an iPhone with all the you know, different Bible apps on there. Uh, there's no printing press before that. And so if you wanted scripture to survive from one generation to the next, scribes had to copy down the scriptures because scripture parchments get old, they get dropped in the water, they get lost, they get burned in fires. And so, so you had to keep copying it and that's what the scribes did. The Pharisees preached and taught the word of God. But here's the thing. The problem is they preached, but they did not practice. Now, before we turn into Inspector Clouseau and we start clucking our tongue at all the Pharisees, both then and today, can we admit something about the Pharisees that we can't say about ourselves? See, before we criticize the Pharisees because they were all talking no action, they preached, but they didn't practice what they preached, can we all just acknowledge that the Pharisees were not Christians? If they were not Christians, that means did they have the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the living God dwelling inside of them, yes or no? No. And so they didn't have the power uh, to resist hypocrisy. They could talk a good game, but they didn't have the power, the strength of the Holy Spirit to empower them to live a good game. The, the scribes and the Pharisees had willpower, but they didn't have Holy Spirit power. They could pull off talking about God, but couldn't pull off obeying God. They could preach, don't commit adultery, but they had no power to resist the temptation to engage in an affair. They could preach, hey, don't be greedy, but they didn't have the power of the Spirit enabling them to practice a life of generosity. And so there's a sense in which you can't actually blame the Pharisees for being Pharisees. They were all talk and no action because they didn't have the power to do anything else apart from Christ. And can I just say another thing about hypocrisy? Since I'm asking you to entertain the possibility that you struggle with hypocrisy just like I struggle with hypocrisy, there's a sense in which hypocrisy at least points to something good. Is hypocrisy bad? Yes. But does it point to something good? Yes. Why do we put on a mask? Because we want to appear nicer, kinder, more patient, godlier than we actually are. Why do we want to appear that way? Because that's the way we actually want to be. All of us would love to be a better version of ourselves. That's why we put on masks. And so can we just acknowledge that, hey, the desire uh, to make others think that we are more patient, kind, it, it reveals something good in us. That, that we actually want to be a better version of ourselves. The key is don't settle for a mask. Instead, Jesus says, you don't have to live a life that's all talk and no action. You don't have to live a life where it's all preaching, but no practice. 
You can actually live a life where you drop the mask and you put on Christ. You put on godliness and holiness. You put on a crucified life. What's wrong with hypocrisy? Well, first of all, hypocrisy is when we practice all talk, no action, and we play to the wrong crowd. Did you catch in the text? Praying, it says they do all of their deeds to be seen by others. Did you catch that? It talks about phylacteries. Their phylacteries are broad. What is a phylactery? A phylactery was just this little leather pouch. And they'd put scripture inside of that pouch and then get this. They wanted everybody to know how they had bound, written the word of God on their mind. And they wanted everybody to know how they had written it on their hand. And so they would wear the leather pouch. You're gonna think I'm crazy. No, 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 uh, the scribes and the Pharisees that were, they, they wore this leather pouch on their head, uh, head and they wore it on their hand. Where did that come from? Because in 1500 BC, timelines are really helpful for me. When you think of timelines, think of, Abraham, 2000 BC, Moses, 1500 BC, David, 1000 BC, Northern Kingdom of Falls in 722 BC, Southern Kingdom of Falls in 587 BC, and then think in terms of the last prophet, Malachi, in the 400 BCs, and then there's no prophet for 400 years. There's just silence from God for 400 years, and so it's at the beginning of this season about 400 years before the birth of Jesus, that the Pharisees and the scribes decided, hey, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna break out this thing that we're gonna call a phylactery, and we're gonna put the scripture in uh, this phylactery, this, this leather pouch, and, and we're gonna actually wear it. This is 1,100 years after Moses made that commandment. Moses meant the commandment symbolically in the very same way that God has told us in his word that he has written his word on your heart. That doesn't mean that we should do open heart surgery on you and start inscribing his word on your heart. It means that you wear his word on your heart. You wear his word in your mind. You wear his word on your hands so that every thought you think is influenced by the word of God. Every word you speak is influenced by the word of God. Everything that you put your hand to do is influenced by the word of God. That's what he calls us to do. He says, don't settle for living a life with a mask. Instead, let me write my law on your heart and live out of who you are. So the So the Pharisees said, we'll wear it. And everybody will know that we are devout and devoted to God. The problem is they were playing to the wrong audience. Does that make sense when I say that? They were trying to impress the people of their day instead of saying, God, how do you want us to live? We want to impress you. And that's the problem with hypocrisy. Hypocrites are always more interested in impressing others than impressing God. Any of y'all ever heard of Jeff Foxworthy? And students, I'm looking at y'all especially. Ever heard of Jeff Foxworthy? No, wow. The rest of y'all help me out. Y'all have heard of Jeff Foxworthy? Okay, my wife told me, Don't use this illustration. Number one, the students won't know who you're talking about. Number two, it's not funny. (laughs) I tell her, oh, I'm using it. Jeff Foxworthy is known for, you may be a redneck if, and so I found some redneck jokes. You may be a redneck if 
This is Jeff Foxworthy. If you're offended, call him. He's in Atlanta. <laughs> Going to the bathroom at night involves shoes and a flashlight. You may be a maybe a redneck if that's the case. You may be a redneck if taking your sweetheart on a cruise means circling the Dairy Queen. <laughs> Foxworthy says you may be a redneck if Jack Daniels makes your list of most admired people. <laughs> yeah, I knew y'all were like, can I laugh at that in church? I was thinking, can I tell that in church? But anyway, well, listen, with all due respect to Jeff Foxworthy, you might be a hypocrite if you only pray when you have an audience in church or around the dinner table. You might be a hypocrite if you confess your sins, not because you have come before Jesus and said, Jesus, search my heart and try me and show me if there's any wicked way in me. And the Holy Spirit begins to convict you and you're confessing it and you're saying, God, will you create in me a clean heart? God, will you restore to me the joy of your salvation? Oh, no, no, you don't confess sin because of conviction. You confess your sin because you were caught red-handed and you own up to it. You might be a hypocrite, you might be a hypocrite if you attend church, but you don't engage with God while you're here. You show up and you sing a song, but you don't worship the living God. You show up and you listen to a sermon, but you're not saying, speak, Lord, your servant listens. You can speak to me, even through Gary, God, even through Gary, you can speak to me. Please speak to me this morning about the masks that I wear. So what is hypocrisy? It's just putting on a mask and settling for a life where we're all talk but no action. It's putting on a mask and settling for a life where we played the wrong audience, impressing others instead of Jesus. And it's a life where we seek the spotlight instead of shining it. Did you notice how it says in the text, whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Hypocrites crave applause. Hypocrites crave recognition. Hypocrites crave others watching and shining the spotlight on them for what they have done. That's why we put on masks and act holier than we are at church. We act cooler than we are at school. We act smarter than we are at the office. See, hypocrites seek the spotlight instead of seeking to shine the spotlight no matter who the audience is. No matter who the audience is. Shine the spotlight on Jesus. See, that's hypocrisy when we settle for less than that. And can I just say, you know you're not struggling with the sin of hypocrisy. If you teach your life group, if you pray for a friend, you, you take food to somebody who is sick and you are not discouraged when you don't get a lot of thanks or applause, when nobody's giving you a ribbon or an award, you know you're not struggling with the sin of hypocrisy if you volunteer in our children's choir ministry, period. I've got two granddaughters and they're gonna be singing in the program tonight and, and I'm telling you, I, I've been more involved in children's choirs now than when my own kids were in it and, and I just see all of these volunteers on Wednesday night and they're just serving and loving on these kids and they're loving on my two granddaughters and I'm just sitting here amazed because you know what? Seven-year-olds are not really good at saying thank you so much for teaching me how to sing scripture. They just say, when is snack time? 
come on. But I love what our children's choirs are doing because they're teaching our children not how to sing little ditties, but they're teaching our children how to sing scripture. And if you're volunteering, you are not struggling with a sin of hypocrisy. You're not struggling if you greet in the parking lot, period. Because there's hot in the summer and cold in the winter and, and people don't say, man, my experience at church today was totally, uh, you know, just amazing because you greeted me, because you pointed me to the right door, because you gave me a ride on the golf cart. And so you're doing that, not for the applause of others, but for the applause of heaven. You know, on the other hand, you're struggling with the sin of hypocrisy. When the lack of the spotlight on you discourages you from continuing to shine the spotlight on Jesus. So what's the problem with hypocrisy? We saw it as we read it, right? You shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. Jesus is the door into the kingdom of heaven, right? It says that, I'm the door. If anyone enters by me, he'll be saved and he'll go in and out and find pasture. The Pharisees didn't believe that Jesus was the door. Uh, they believed, number one, that they could just put on a mask and act devout and that that would get them into the kingdom of heaven. They believed that to get into the kingdom of heaven, the door was in being a descendant of Abraham, Jew. They believed that the door was in obeying the commandments. And so they would make a convert and Jesus himself said, you make them twice as much a son of hell before they met you. They slammed the door to the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. What's Jesus saying? He's saying when we settle for living a masked life, we'll probably end up impressing everyone except for the one. His name is Jesus. And he says, I'm not impressed. So what do we do with this message? I, uh, I thought of Kim and I when we went, uh, I don't know, a couple of months ago now, and watched Top Gun. Have y'all gone and seen that movie? Anyone? Not a single soul fessed up to it in the early service. I called them a bunch of hypocrites, but <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I loved the movie because uh, maybe it's because of what I'd read before I went and saw the movie. It's part of the reason I wanted to go see the movie. All of the flight scenes, if this is not accurate, don't even tell me because I love this illustration and I don't want you to ruin it for me. So, so I read that all of the flight scenes were actually filmed. The, the, where you see the actors in a plane, they are in the plane. Now, they weren't actually flying the plane, but they're in a plane. They're in those F-18s, and, and I'm telling you, they're up there pulling uh, eight Gs. Uh, that, that's, that's enough to distort your facial features. That, that's enough to make you get lightheaded. And so they had to go through three months of, of an approved Navy boot training course just to be able to fly in the F-18s and film those scenes, and, and, and it paid off. I mean, one critic said, it's the most accurate portrayal of a Top Gun pilot in any movie ever. In other words, you wanna see what it's like to be a Top Gun pilot, just watch this, this movie. And, and, and you know, it's right. I mean, here's Tom Cruise up there, and it's like, and I'm like, Tom, dude, that, that ain't a good look, dude. I mean, seriously, 
Yeah, I, I think I'd have done. But why was it so good? Because it wasn't a bunch of actors playing a part in front of a green screen. They're doing it. In the very same way, Jesus didn't die on a cross so you and I could put on a mask and play a part when we get together and then just drop the mask and embrace who we're not. See, in Christ, you are a priest. In Christ, you are a 5G disciple. In Christ, you are holy. In Christ, you are chosen. And Jesus died so that you could drop the mask and cry out to him, God, will you come and will you transform me? God, will you come and will you, by the power of the Holy Spirit, empower me to live out of who I am, right? So let's don't. Let's don't settle for some masks when we can actually live out of who we are. This past week, my mother-in-law's battery died and, and so it was either Kim or me to go get a new battery and I'm like, well, call me, honey, if you need help. <laughs> I didn't. So I went and got her battery and I go to the store and I walk in and uh, I mean, I had on my oldest clothes because I'm not mechanical. Kim is way more mechanical than me. I'm just a little bit stronger than her or she'd have been doing it for real. And, and I've got grease on me now and I don't know why. It's just like, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't get it, but I just get it all over. And so I, I plop this battery down on the counter and, and, and this auto parts store, and, and I'm just like a fish out of water, right? And, and so the guy standing behind the counter is just staring at me. And I'd, I'd already said, I, I need a new battery. I don't remember what kind of car she has. Can, can you help me? And he's just staring at me. And I thought, he doesn't understand. I'm doing this for my mother-in-law, and, uh, and we need to roll here. But, but I'm like, so... Um, Help me to understand, sir. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not following you. You're just, am I, supposed to, am I not supposed to put it on the counter? I'm sorry, do I need to move it? And, and, and he starts smiling, but he's not talking. And I'm just like, huh. And then he finally says, um, do I know you? And I don't know why I said it. It just popped into my head. I said, no, you don't know me. Nobody knows me. And so, um, you know, I just... And he's still staring at me, smiling, not getting a battery, by the way. And, uh, and he says, is your name Gary? Oh. As it turns out, you may know me. How do you know me? He said, well, you're my pastor. <laughs> now think about it. If I just wore a mask up here, but then I dropped the mask when I walked into auto parts stores, which I did not, by the way. Do you, do you, can you even imagine the damage I would have done to the kingdom of heaven? Can you even imagine the damage I would have done to this individual's faith? Jesus says, drop the mask. How do we drop the mask? First of all, we confess where we're wearing masks. Where are you wearing a mask? 
Is it a mask that you're going, look, I'm, I'm this godly, godly husband, and, and yet the reality is you're, you're watching stuff you shouldn't be watching, or maybe right now as I'm talking, you're involved in an affair, whether it's emotional or physical. And maybe it's, it's that you've got Christian on your dating profile. Listen to me, Jesus didn't die so you could put Christian on your dating profile, but then drop the mask after a date or two. See, Jesus is saying, guys, I died so that you could confess the areas where you're wearing the mask and then cry out. So confess, cry out. God, I can't live out of who you called me to be, a priest, one who is chosen holy as a priest, a 5G disciple. I can't do that apart from the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I'm asking you today to fill me with your spirit. Be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit. I'm asking you to empower me to live before you in a godly, upright way so that everywhere I go today, I can live as a priest, one who is standing between God and others, and I can nudge them towards you at school with my friends, hanging out with my buddies on an out-of-town business trip, and everywhere else I go this week. That's the invitation. What am I asking you to do? Drop the mask and put on Christ. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and delivered himself up for me. Jesus delivered himself up for you so that you could live like Jesus this week. Not so that you could pretend to live like Jesus while we're gathered together. If you say you got it, then I'll, I'll land the plane right here. You got it? Everybody good? Amen, amen, amen. Hey, Listen, next step room is right there, that glassed-in area. Listen, if you wanna know more about how to trust in Jesus as your savior today, you can't, you're right there where the Pharisees are if you don't have Jesus. You wanna know more about that? Come to the next step room. Listen, there's the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is the king. He died, was buried, rose again. And he says, if you'll repent, believe, and follow him, he'll give you the gift of eternal life. So I'm gonna invite you to come to the next step room right after I finish preaching here and just pray and dismiss. If you wanna, if you wanna talk about church membership, you need somebody to pray for you today, right there in the next step room. Do business with Jesus today. Let me pray and we'll be dismissed. Lord Jesus, today, would you give us a deep discontent with our masks? And would you give us a desire to live crucified lives, to live out of who we are, to live as a priest this week, no matter where we are, no matter what the audience is. I pray it in Jesus' holy name, amen. Hey, God bless you. I hope you have a great week. You're dismissed.